to us. Uh, folks, I, I can say for myself and I can confidently say for you too, um, God is good to us and uh, I'm thankful for that uh, and I pray that uh, we would always be able to, to have that enlightenment in our lives that we would see just how good that God is and uh, what God has bestowed upon us and uh, if you're here this morning and um, God would see fit to open your eyes and you see those blessings that God's given you, then I hope that you can bask in His love and be able to tell others about what God's done for you uh, and be able to see the blessings that uh, God has given to each and every one of us. I always covet your prayers um, that I might be able to relay to you the things that God's laid upon my heart. Uh, I've struggled. I'm not going to, you know, deny that, but I've struggled a lot. And, you know, I, I've come back to these verses. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you want to turn to the book of Daniel chapter 4, that's where our scripture reading is going to be at this morning. But through all my struggles, I've been able to pray and I've tried to say, Lord, uh, what do you want said this day? And uh, I I've, I've truly have found peace uh, here in the book of Daniel chapter 4. So if you brought your Bibles with you this morning, you can turn to the book of Daniel chapter 4. If you don't have one with you, then uh, we encourage you to grab one from the pew. Uh, there should be one in front of you. And uh, if you don't have one, then after church is over, we'll give you some Bibles. We've got several to give away. So we, by all means, we'll be glad to get you a Bible. So, uh, but I want to turn this morning to the book of Daniel, chapter 4. And I want you to ask yourself this morning, what are your capabilities and what do you have the ability to do? So this morning our title would be, God is Able. There's a lot of things if you ask me to do, I'm going to tell you, I don't have the ability to do that. If you tell me to paint a room... I'm going to pretty much tell you I do not have the ability, meaning I don't have patience. I do not have the ability to paint that room. I just That's just not the way that I'm geared and made. I can do it, but it's not going to be very effective. Maybe you're going to tell me to fix your car. Maybe there's just something wrong with your car and it's making that clanking noise. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not the guy that you want to fix your car because if it's clanking, I'm going to make it clank a little more. I have limited abilities. But this morning, I want you to know something that I believe very deeply. That no matter what your needs are today, God is able. That's all I want to tell you this morning is God is able. You don't have to give me no buts, ifs, or ands. I can tell you with assurance today, God is able. Let's read if we can in the book of Daniel chapter 4. And I want to skip down to the very last verse. And we're going to back up some verses here uh, in just a minute. Daniel chapter 4, and let's read the 37th verse. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven. Now we're going to, we're going to, have, we're going to go back in a minute and tell you what kind of situation he's in when he says this. It's easy to say that in glamour and, and all power and prestige. But what happens when things are not ideal? Let's keep reading. All whose works are truth and his ways judgment. In those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. He said those that have pride, God's able to humble. But that's this morning the very idea I ask you is... What is God able to do? Let's shuffle that up a little bit more. What do you need God to do to you this morning? Sometimes we feel like that we are, we are that statistic of 
Well, we don't really know how this is supposed to be handled. This is uncharted territory or unprecedented times. Folks, today, God is able for all things. Not only is he able to take the, the prideful and humble, I believe he's able to take the humble and I believe he's able to lift them up. God is able. So this morning, God is able. Let's just throw that out there and let's just sit on that for a while this morning. What is God able to do? I want you to know that I have prayed that God in this service today, may your people be burdened to tell what God has done for them. What has God done for you? What is God able to do that nobody else could do? I could flip on the switch. I can turn the heat up or I can turn the heat down. Those are things I can do, but I cannot make the sun to rise. I cannot make the rains begin to fall out of the sky. I cannot make your heart to beat. I cannot make air go into your lungs. There are a million things on top of a million things I cannot do. But know this, God is able. Can God make the sun to rise? Matter of fact, there's one instance where the Bible says that He was made the sun to stop. Anybody here able to make the sun stop? No, we cannot. God is able. Of all the things that we have need of in our life. And again, ask yourself, what do you need today? Some people need a healthier life. Some people need better jobs. Or some people need different circumstances in their life. All kinds of things that we have needs of. But remember this, God is able. Here in this particular place we're reading about, in the book of Daniel, chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar was this ruthless king that basically had destroyed Judah. He was living in a time where, uh, that day he was living in a time of great prosperity. He had lots of things, but, but here's what you need to know about prosperity. Your health, your prosperity that you have. Is there anybody here that can guarantee, not just me, but guarantee yourself those things are going to be there forever and forever? Your health. I've heard it said before and I still believe this. None of us know what we're walking around with. Maybe, maybe things are just not right, or maybe you're not healthy and you don't know it, or, or, or maybe there's just something in our life, know this, that there are so many things in our life that can change and change in a hurry. King Nebuchadnezzar, we see that there was a great threat that he put upon Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that, that if they would not bow down unto him, that, that they were going to be cast into a fiery furnace. And you can go back and read that a, a little more. But you see today, God is trying to teach us that he has the ability to do things. Pause this thought for just a minute. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 30. I want to go back and read for just a minute. Psalms chapter 30. And I want to skip down to the 6th verse. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall not be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide my face, and I was in trouble. I believe that, David, that you'll see that he was living in a hardship in his life and that he was learning a, a great truth there. And what he was learning is, is that, Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. How many times is it easy for us to say, look what I've done, look what I have? 
This morning, what do you have of your own collection, of your own abilities, of your own intellect? What do you have? Many of us will say, well, I've got this degree, or I've got an education, or I've got children, or whatever. And These are all things that I've done. Folks, remember, and I'm going to say this again, God has given us everything. We talk about ball road, or we're talking about loaning to us, folks. Everything that we have and we have in our life is given unto us by God. And remember this, God is able. You remember what Job said? Job said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. But he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He said it came from God, but God gave it and God can take it away. You see what today, folks, everything that you and I have, how often do things change in a moment with a phone call? How often do things change when a doctor walks into a room and how quickly that things can change? But know this, God is able. And I'm going to say that over and over and over again this morning because I have no doubts that there's things in our life that, that we are not able to do, but God's able to do. What's the difference in what you and I can do versus what God can do? Here we're reading in the book of Psalms where it talks about uh, how that in my prosperity I said, I shall never be moved. David truly felt like that he had everything, that look what he had accomplished. He was standing tall and God said, no, that's not the way it's going to be. I pray today that we would see what God's granted to us. And I'll go back to the Daniel uh, chapter 4 for, for just a moment. But here in the book of Daniel chapter 4, let's back up to about the 30th verse. See if this sounds familiar to what we just read in Psalms. And the king spake and said, listen to these words. How easy is it for us to get to this place? Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Look at these words. Is not this great Babylon that I have built? You know, a lot of times we think that what we have is what we have built. But you know, Nebuchadnezzar... Imagine him living in a, in a, in a very prosperous life. Power, prestige. Things are going good. You know what? There's many of us today, and hopefully all of us, we can say, life is good. But I can tell you this, there's always times when things are going to change. God humbles us and He reminds us not that we're bad people or we've done wrong things, but God just reminds us He's in control. Let's keep reading for just a minute. And while the word was in the king's mouth. In other words, he hadn't even finished saying everything that came out of his mouth. He was, he was beginning to boast. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. He said, while the word, he, he said, it hadn't got out of his mouth. Look what he said. There fell a voice from heaven saying, folks, do you believe that God talks to us? I want to ask you that one more time. Do you believe that God talks to us? Folks, if you've not experienced the voice of God, I pray that you would. Folks, God will speak to you. He speaks to us in lots of ways. He speaks in our heart. He speaks in the circumstances. God speaks in all of these things. And God began to speak. And notice what he said. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. In other words, you're missing out on, on what this kingdom really is. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make Thee to eat grass as the oxen. I, I want you to get a visual, if you will. 
You've got a man living in prosperity. You've got a man living with power. You've got a man living with, with prestige. And all of a sudden, God said, you think you've built this? He said, in just a minute, you're going to be eating the grass just like the animals are. You want to talk about a drastic difference in life? You're going to go from here to here. And you know what? God is able to do that. God's able to take everything. And God's able to restore everything. So when we talk about God is able, notice this today. God is able to do whatever. Notice what he told. I want to just keep reading here. He said, they shall make thee to eat the grass as the oxen. And seven times shall pass over thee until thou knowest that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. So here's what's going to happen. He said, you're going to change. And he said, you're going to, you're going to roam and you're going to eat grass like the animals. And you're going to understand that all of these things come from me. Do I want bad things to happen to people in life? Absolutely not. But I'll tell you what I do thank God for, that if God can bring us to a place that we realize all things come from Him. If you walk out here today and realize that everything come from God, then you're in a good place. But if you walk out here today and you say, look what I've done, in the saddest of all situations we're going to read about in a minute, is about people that have saved their own selves. And what I mean by save their own selves, they're depending on their works to get them into heaven. Folks, what we have to realize is, is that God is the one that gives us the things that we stand in need of. Do you have needs? God is able. I want to read that 33rd verse of Daniel chapter 4 and we're going to hurry along. Oh, how the mighty have fallen here. Look at this. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men. And he did eat grass as oxen. You want to talk about a heathen look? Get this image. His body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till the hairs were grown like eagles' feathers. We're talking about a king. He said and all of a sudden, he said his nails were like birds' claws. You see today... Life changed for him in an instant. But notice after the fact. After the fact. We're going to read the 37th verse. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, I praise and I extol thee and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth in his ways, judgment, and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. What is God able to do for you and for me today? Let's turn back to the book of Hebrews for just a minute. Let me read to you Hebrews chapter 2. This is something every one of us ought to rejoice in this morning. Hebrews chapter 2. And let's skip down to the 18th verse. Read this verse and I want you to listen to me this morning. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18. For in that he himself... Again, we're talking about what he's able to do. He's, he's qualified to sympathize with people. Has suffered being tempted. What is he able to do? He is able to succor them that are tempted. Do you know what the word sucker means? God is able to succor. It's what he said. He's able to do that. It means to run to the cry of a child. 
These children can start crying, and I'll tell you this, it's hard to ignore a child's cry. Do you know what God is able to do? To a parent, have you ever had your child in a place where they're crying and you just cannot make the crying to stop? You see today, God is able to run to the cries of those that are hurting. Aren't you glad today that there is not a a situation and circumstance that you can get in that God's not going to hear your cry? There was probably a lot of times in my life I cried and my parents had no clue what was going on. That was somewhere else or another situation. I might have been in a locker room. I might have been driving down the road. I might have been working. I don't know. But I could have been away from my parents and I cried. And there was a hurt inside of me. But God is able. Listen to what he said. He is able to succor. That's what he says. Uh, to them that are tempted. He said God's able to come to you and supply what you need. You see... God not only hears our cries, He can come to our rescue. You know what today I believe in? God can do things and He can deliver you. You got a chain? You got shackles in your life? Do you know who I believe can set you free today? God can. God is able today to set you free, but God is also able to allow these things to, 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 to tie us down to realize that we need to be set free and set free by God. Folks, I want to clarify what I just said. That there is a difference when man tries to set you free versus when God sets you free. For when the Spirit sets you free, you're going to be free indeed. But when man sets you free, there's just a burden of sin that's there. But you see, we need to be set free and set free by God because God is able. Notice what he tells them. He says, only Christ here is able to do this. He became a man and he went through all these things for in that he himself has suffered being tempted. There's a lot of temptations that bestow upon every one of us. What are you tempted for? Some things are not tempting to you. Some things are not tempting to me. Some things are not, we don't have the same kind of temptations, but you have to remember the temptation is a strong urge. It's not that we have a strong urge to do this or to this or this, it's a strong urge to sin. That's where we all have to understand is that we all have a strong desire to sin. Let me just change gears and lay this out there, folks. Sin is the easy thing to do. I'm going to say that one more time. Sin is the easy thing to do. Living righteous is the hard thing to do. That's why we have to have God in His Word and His presence. We may talk about that in a minute, but we need God in order to live a righteous life. In and of ourselves, we cannot do that. If we try to live righteous, we become like Nebuchadnezzar. Look what I've done. I've lived my life. I've done the good things. I've I've accomplished all these things in my life. But God's able to remind us we need Him. Here in our Scripture reading in Daniel... Chapter 4, he had got to the place where he was in a, a great trouble. And he got to the point where he said, And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Do you think God has a way of reminding us of our need for him in our life? The book of Second Timothy, chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. I want to read you a verse what God is also able to do. God's able to do... I want to ask this question again. Do you believe that there are things that God can do that we cannot do? Yes. 
Can you save your own soul? No. We're going to read about that. Can you keep your own soul? No. John chapter 10, and I believe it's about the 28th verse, tells us that we are kept by the, in the hands of God and no man's able to pluck them out. Let's read, if we can, the book of Second uh, Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. What is God able to do? He is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Folks, know this. And I know this is kind of where a lot of uh, questioning may come in, a lot of uncertainty comes in. Regardless of what you do, you are still kept by the power of God. When Jesus died on the cross, His work was approved and completed by God. And you know what? Nobody, there is not a power in all of this earth that can undo what God has done. Do not give yourself credit that you can change a work that God's done. If He saved your soul, that's sealed on the day of redemption. You are kept by God. You are not able to keep yourself. But you know what? I'm glad today to know that I'm not having to keep myself. I'm not having to try to do my own uh, righteousness in my life. Folks, we can become dependent upon God. You know how you put somebody in charge of something? Maybe you've got a... Sometimes we you, you might have a security guard watching over a, 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 a large value of something. And what happens if they fall asleep or they lift their guard down or they leave? Or what happens if... They're not able to properly watch over the surveillance like they're supposed to. Folks, do you think today God is able to keep your soul? Oh, absolutely do I believe in that. For Paul told Timothy, he said, For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Folks, God is able, and I believe that God is able to do these things. So I'm going to ask you again, what do you know and what do you believe God is able to do for you in your life? Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to read in a a few places here if I can today. Bear with me. Philippians chapter 3, let me read to you the 21st verse. Do you think God is able to be in control of all things? Philippians 3 verse 21 says, Who shall change our vile body? Well, you won't talk about a transformation. That it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Folks, the word, when he talks about there to subdue all things, that means he is in control. Let me ask you this. You ever, t- you ever heard people use the phrase, they're out of control? When people's life is out of control, is it because God's reigning in their life or because God's not reigning in their life? If your life is falling apart, then I ask you this, who's controlling your life? Are you controlling it or are you letting God Control your life. Well, preacher, that's just not really a fair question because I'm not always happy doing what God wants, folks. If you won't be able to experience the power of God, let God control your life. 
God has it orchestrated and set for a reason. That if we depend upon God, then we can live the right life. If we depend upon ourselves, we're going to fall short. And you know what? A lot of people is going to die and go to hell because they depended upon themselves. Here, notice again, he says that he is able to even subdue all things unto himself. Do you believe that he is in control of all things? I believe he controls every Every ray of sunshine that you and I get to see on this beautiful sunshine and day, you know what? God's in control. God's in control of that cloud that comes over and it blocks the sunlight for just a minute. God's in control of the sleet and the rain. God's in control of the tornadoes and the hurricanes and the earthquakes. I believe that God's in control of everything. Sometimes I've been in situations and I thought, man, this thing's getting out of control. Sometimes we say a ball game is getting out of control or sometimes a crowd, an event is getting out of control. Folks, I want you to know this. God is still in control of this world. God is still ruling and reigning in this world. The difference is, are we letting Him? That's a, that's a question we all have to ask ourselves. It's not the fact that God is not in control. Do we allow Him and let Him be in control? Matter of fact, we even got a phrase sometimes. I'll show you who's boss. Folks, I'll tell you this. God, go back and read our very beginning scripture in Daniel chapter 4. God will let us know who's in control. He's in control. I believe right now He's in control of all things. There's not anything that's happening that God does not know about. There are not things happening today that God cannot control. It's all happening to remind us He is able. And here we see that He's able even to subdue all things unto himself. But I want to go back to Hebrews one more time. Chapter 7. Here's what I wanted to get to in the very end. Skip down to the 25th verse. Wherefore He is able. If I told you that God is able to heal the sick, some of you here might say, I've experienced that. And you kind of bond and, and, and click together. If I told you that God's able to see you through a dark time in your life, some may or may not relate to that, and some may, but I can tell you this. How many of us today can say that we know that God is able to save the soul of a man? We talk about how wretched and bad and mean people are. Folks, I tell you this, God is able to save anybody that will come unto Him for repentance. I don't care what their arms look like. I don't care what their life looks like. I don't care what kind of house they live in or, or lack thereof. It doesn't matter about any of these things, folks. There is not a soul today that God cannot save. Maybe they wasn't raised in church. Can God save them? Maybe they've not been in church for a long time. Can God save them? Maybe they've done bad things. Can God save them? Maybe they were just a mean old person. Can God save them? Maybe they're the Boy Scout. Maybe they're the good person. Maybe they've done the right things. Maybe they have all of these things. Can God save them? Folks, it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, whether you're healthy or sick, whether you're male or female, black or white, regardless, God is able to save any soul that is in need of being saved. Let's read if we can here. Hebrews 7 and verse 25. Wherefore, He is able also to save... But I, I love the, the, the verbiage here. 
Save them to the uttermost. You know how we talked about that we're kept by God? Do you know what the word uttermost means? It means it is done perfectly. Folks, I tell you this, I believe what God does, God does perfectly. Completely and to the uttermost that He is able. Notice this reading was said here. For whereas He is able also to save them to the uttermost, but, but notice who it is that can be saved. Let's read this. To the uttermost, to God that came unto Him, excuse me, we say that again, that came unto God by Him. It doesn't say you've got to be Baptist. It doesn't say you've got to be in your teens or your 70s or your 30s or 40s. It just says them. If you're here and you're saved this morning, I would ask you to raise your hand, but you know who you are. Let me ask you something. There was a time in your life when you were them. Who's them? It's people today that had a need in their life and they came unto God by Him. I want you to notice what it says. That they came unto God through Jesus Christ. Folks, if it were not for Jesus, we could not access God. There's a lesson in that and the fact that He is our high priest. Their world today, and some will tell you that you need a priest that can access God on your behalf. You already have a priest right now that can access God for you, and that is Jesus Christ. There's only one person you need in life, and that's Jesus. We talked about this in Sunday school a little bit. Aren't you glad you don't have to get to a place or a person to access God? You know what? You can access God anywhere at any time, but you access it through Jesus Christ. Him through Jesus Christ. You access Him through what He is able to do. Listen to what He said. He is able to save them to the uttermost that cometh unto God by Him. Does anybody know where the uttermost is? I was reminded even this morning about David said that the angels came and they went to the uttermost parts of the earth and meaning it's unknown. There's an idea. We think we know how big things are, but the truth is there's a lot of unknown to us. Well, preacher, we know the size of the earth and all these things. How much of the sea right now has been explored? Is it less than 5%? Do you think God knows every creature at the bottom of the sea? Absolutely, God does. God knows the things that we have yet to discover. Do I believe there are galaxies that are unknown by man? Absolutely do I believe in that. That's why there's a star count that only God knows. We've got our idea of what we think is a number, but but the thing is is that there's more beyond what we know. And when we talk about being saved to the uttermost, we're talking about God is able by Him, He says, uh, to be able to see and to do things that we cannot understand because we are saved to the uttermost. Where is uttermost? How far is it? What does it include? If you're here this morning and you've been saved, what does it mean to be saved by the grace of God? Wherefore, He is able also. Well, I didn't get into it in its fullness. But go back and read after the the order of Melchizedek how it talks about we have a priest in Christ Jesus. And I believe that He is able. 
Our text this morning in the beginning talks about a, a person that had everything and God's able to bring them down. But it was in that moment that he realized he needed help. There's a lot of people in life, and, and, and the idea is, comes from acknowledgement and understanding. When you hit rock bottom, you have to realize you need help. When people say, I've got this, I've got this, i got this. Okay, but you really don't have this. It's when you get to that point, you're saying, I need help. This morning, is there anybody that your soul has just gotten to that place and you say, God, I Need help. If you ever get to that place or you are at that place, remember what Nebuchadnezzar said. God is able. This morning I'm praying that God will just work in the hearts of his people that you might be a testimony. There is a difference in hearing testimonies and giving testimonies. Folks, today, God is not wanting you just to hear the testimonies of what God's able to do. He wants you to be a testimony of what God's able to do. What's God able to do? And to every one of us, we've got a different story, but God's able to do it. God's able to save marriages and give jobs and grant people wisdom and knowledge. God's able to, 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 to bless a family with children. God's able to bless so many things. God is able, and I can sit here till the sun goes down and tell you what God is able to do. But I don't want to just tell you what God's able to do. I want you to experience what God is able to do. This morning, that's what I had in my heart. I want to, I'm through. Let's get a song if we could. God's able.